Hi folks, welcome to the podcast. My name is Paul and this is the Self Coach Cyclist podcast. It's a podcast mostly dedicated to cyclists, but also invite lots of other endurance sports in there as well, mostly running and cyclists. And today's podcast uh, is just a reflection on a meeting that I had recently with a new athlete I'm taking on. And it is about someone who's done all the right things, or so they thought, uh, which is a very common um, I guess why people listen to this podcast in the first place really is you've probably got something like Zwift or Trainer Road or you've got a training program. Maybe you've downloaded something and you think you're doing the right thing by following the training program, but then all sort of questions start to, to come up. Like, Am I doing the right thing? And so what was happening with this particular athlete was nearly all of their workouts, even though they were trying to follow a carefully prescribed training program that was designed to be polarized, nearly all of his workouts turned out to be essentially sweet spot. And that's because they hadn't really got their head around the zone two stuff. That's, we've covered that before, but this is mostly about the intense workouts that they were doing on a turbo trainer and occasionally outside. And even though they were structured um, and had intervals of power and intervals of rest, the actual outcome was very, very similar. And that's because during the workout, they were changing the parameters. So they were determined to finish the workout and I get that I totally get it because there's nothing worse than having a workout presented to you and failing and so you go well if I can't do it exactly I'm not going to fail quite as bad I'm just going to turn the resistance down a little bit or maybe I'll just miss out that interval you know to try and get as close as you can to completing the workout now because of how that was happening essentially we weren't really training what it is that we were trying to train so this podcast is going to be about how you stay dedicated to your goals when you look at those uh, workouts. I'm going to take a couple of examples just to sort of illustrate the point I mean. And this is going to be on YouTube as well, where you'll see those graphs. And I'll try and talk you through them the best I can. Now, I, the first one I want to look at is this workout here. Now, this is a very, very typical workout. It's got uh, it's 30 by 15 so it's 30 seconds of high intensity followed by 15 seconds rest and there's uh, five six seven there's about eight of them or something so and then there's a period of rest in between now you've got to start thinking what is this workout trying to achieve now this workout is actually trying to achieve a higher power output higher speed and the reason it does that is because it overloads that system. Because if you just tried to overload that system in one go, you would get really, really fatigued, very, very tired very quickly. Your energy levels would deplete. Whereas we can have these very short, very punchy intervals where we're encouraging you to really put that power out. But you're going to elevate your heart rate very, very quickly. And if you're not rested, if you're not feeling on it, if you're not well fueled, this is going to feel really challenging. So the temptation is is to start turning the resistance down or missing the occasional interval. So with this particular um, type of really high powered interval, we're talking 150, 180% of your FTP, you know, really up into those peak power zones. Um, we are looking for big, strong, powerful leg movements. You know, when the resistance comes on, you should be absolutely trying to put your pedals through the floor, really, really spinning up that high cadence and really, really attacking them and then taking that 15 seconds and then going again. It's that initial kick, that initial power we want. So the rules of these are you do the full interval at the full intensity, rule number one. If you can't do that, 
you do the interval at its full intensity. So the maximum amount of FTP or whatever it is required, but you shorten it. So if it's asking for 30 seconds and you can only manage 20, fine, you do 20. At that point, you start asking yourself the question, can I complete the next one? Now, if you feel like the next interval you can't complete at the full intensity, sit it out, rest. Rest for as long as you need to rest until you feel like you can hit those hit those goals again. Because remember, the purpose of this um, type of workout is to actually overload that mus- that neuromuscular system. So we want that big punchy effect. And if you're not giving it a big punchy sprint, then you're training something else. You're doing a completely different workout. And if you're uh, going into the next interval tired and like, oh, just got to try and pedal bring my cadence up slowly and you're not quite getting there and by the time you've done 10 seconds it's like you're just about pushing it and then you can't quite hold on to the you get the idea you're just sort of gradually failing and you're missing the entire point of the workout whereas actually what you should have done was stay dedicated to it right before we get into some of the checks to do before you even start a workout like this I want to have another look at another example and this particular example is more for the VO2 max type of thing. Now, VO2 max training is definitely coming back into trend amongst midlife cyclists because it's the part that where we lose quite quickly once we approach uh, midlife. So a younger athlete might be concentrating more on that peak power, that big punchy effort sprint. Our midlife cyclist tends to concentrate more on their VO2 max, slightly longer duration. Now, signs and symptoms of a VO2 max session is that you should be, your lungs should be absolutely full of air. Like you cannot fill your lungs anymore and you should be breathing as fast and as rapid as you can with those full lungs. So that's the definition of VO2 max. That's how it should feel. So the reason that these workouts are built like this, so you start off quite hard, is to accelerate that process. Because if these drag on too long, then you end up more of a threshold sweet spot session and you start to deplete yourself of anaerobic energy supplies. For those of you on EXA, you'll know about the thing of MPA. So what we're trying to do is drain that maximum power available over a period of time where we can really get your aerobic system and your anaerobic system absolutely firing to the max. Now this can take somewhere between three to six, seven minutes. And the workout up here on the screen was, <laughs> is going to be tough, this one. I personally wouldn't put as many uh, intervals as that on for a VO2 max session, um, b- depending on the athlete, I guess. But that's going to be really, really challenging. And I would be surprised if many people could complete that at that intensity. Remember that at the end of each one of those um, those intervals, you should be hanging over the handlebars, taking absolutely big, full lungs full of air, trying to suck down that oxygen because you'll be in an incredible amount of oxygen debt. And so that's that's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to overload that VO2 max system. And the only way to do that is to take you there. So if you've got tired legs, if you've not been well fueled, you're not going to get there. You're not going to get to that point. And maybe you're a bit tired you might only manage three intervals or even only two Um, or you might need even 15 minutes rest in between the important thing about doing this type of workout is actually a really really long warm-up I mean like 
20 minute type of warm up at least and really trying to get that heart rate up before you even try something like that. But you can kind of see where if you maybe did the first one and went, oh, that's a bit hard. It's very tempting just to turn the next one down. Oh, that's a bit hard. I'm not going to make it through this. Turn the next one down. And all of a sudden you're not training your VO2 system anymore. You're just doing more and more sweet spot and threshold training, which will only get you so far. And if you're on a polarized plan, this is what we're trying to, to target. And if you're really on a targeted polarized plan, i.e. you're trying to target a specific training limitation, then you really, really need to stay on the workout parameters. So like I said, if you're a younger athlete or you're looking to improve peak power, sprint power, I say younger because you tend to have higher amount of fast twitch muscle fibers, which tend to degrade in your mid twenties. Um, once you're into your thirties, forties, early fifties, then the VO2 max becomes much more important to either maintain or improve because that's part of our fitness that disappears quite quickly. Once you're sort of into your late 30s, 50s, 60s, strength training becomes ultimately important because your body really doesn't like going to those uncomfortable places. So um, that's maybe a, a subject for another day. Now, the the one thing I do want to touch up on this is um, workout discipline. And this is the, the thing. When you really start to look through your calendar or your program and you see a workout like this, this should be the workout that you hone in on. Maybe it's like on a Wednesday, I've got this interval training going on. That's a really, really important workout. And you're going to need to be well rested, under stressed, um, as in like not stressed, um, really well fueled, hydrated, and amped up ready to go because this is the key workout of the week or maybe you do it twice a week depending on your fitness levels it's important to recognize this this isn't just 45 minutes on the turbo trainer or something this is probably the most important 45 minutes you know in that polarized system where a lot of your training so far has either been strength training it's been some nice long slow endurance training maybe it's been a ride with your mates but this is the one where you're going to take your body to that really uncomfortable place and it will only go there if you've put everything in place to allow it. So you've had a good night's sleep, you've eaten well that day and nutritious as well. You've set up your turbo trainer, you're well hydrated, you've done a really good warm up, you've done the first few intervals, you've made good sound decisions. Are you going to attack this workout or not? Because sometimes after the warm up, if you're not feeling it, don't don't try it. Like, <laughs> um, I know that's your 45 minutes or your an hour session that you've been really looking forward to. But if after the warm up, you're not there, then you're not there. <laughs> you know, come back another day because these sort of workouts will only really work for you if you're if you're ready for them to work for you. And that is the one thing that so many people get wrong, especially in this modern age where we have Zwift and Trainer Road and all the social aspect that goes with it is because, you know, there's a Zwift race going on at three o'clock on a Wednesday or something, or there's, you know, the club meetup is at such and such a date. And, you know, it's very easy to get carried away and all of a sudden you're, you're doing a Zwift race and then you're doing this and you can easily see how that fatigue uh, creeps up on you 
And when you come to your point in the week where you need to do your critically important workout, you're too tired. You know, you're, you're, you, just, you just can't do it. And therefore, you're not going to see the gains. Now, I think I've laboured this point on <laughs> um, a little bit. The one thing I do want to add to this is how do you know how hard these need to be? Because remember, most of us are just working off percentages of FTP. Hopefully there's a few of you that are now starting to use metrics like EXA and things like um, getting your VO2 test done because that will really, really help you understand what exactly these zones actually feel like. Because remember, an FTP test is only a measure of your capacity in that time and it's only a really a measure of that capacity in that FTP scenario. Once you go above it, all sorts of things could happen and our physiology it becomes even more different between us. Uh, and this is the thing that we really learn here at the studio that uh, 120% of your FTP for one person can actually feel quite easy. 120% of FTP for another can feel horrifically difficult. And although the sort of the system set out by Joe Friel is very, very good, um, it tends to only be good for well-trained athletes the less the under more undertrained you are, um, the less likely it is to suit you, and the older you are, it's less likely to suit you as well. In in our experience, um, so this is where you need to really go and get these tests done. So if it's peak power that you need to work on, you're going to need to test your peak power, and that's not to say that you do your intervals at that peak. You should be doing them at a point where you get close to it. And this is where things like Exert can really help because it can help build the workout knowing that you're going to achieve the equivalent of your peak power over a certain amount of intervals. The important thing is how much rest do you need? And again, rest is probably more critical to get right. And this is something that the FTP model really doesn't look into. And this is where things like the moximeters that we use down here become so important because how much rest do you need after a block of intervals to fully recover, to fully resaturate your muscles with glycogen and oxygen before you can then do it again and then again and again, etc. So it might be that when you're starting off your training season, you can't do anywhere near the workout that's on the screen at the moment, but you might get towards that at the end. The same goes true for the, the VO2. Like, and VO2 is actually really, really hard to assess on the rate of perceived exertion because it should feel really hard, but most of us don't really know how hard VO2 max is unless you've done a VO2 max test because it's it ramps up, it ramps up, it ramps up. It takes you to that uncomfortable place where you have no choice but to absolutely suck in a lung full of air. And you can't do that on a really short interval because... Um, you tend to deplete your energy stores before your aerobic system really needs to maximize. So it's um, it's quite a tricky balance. The interval has to be long enough that your respiratory system has a chance to react uh, and your heart rate has a chance to rise. But if it's too hard, that'll happen too quickly. You'll deplete your energy stores, your legs will fill up with lactate and you won't achieve that state. So it's a really hard thing to get right actually but the, how this workout is built with a hard start and and gradually tapering off is probably going to help get you there 
The other way is to sort of ramp it up and ramp it up and get harder and harder and harder throughout. Just trying to do it in a solid block is actually quite quite difficult, even with like an erg trainer. So yeah, there we go. I hope that's given you uh, <laughs> some sort of food for thought, really. And the key takeaways from this, what I'd really like you to think about is we're coming into turbo training season now. And when you're going to get on your turbo trainer, ask yourself, has this workout got a purpose? If it hasn't got a purpose, then acknowledge that and go, well, okay, if there's no purpose, then I can't really expect any sort of outcome. If it has got a purpose, what is the purpose? Is it speed? Is it VO2? Is it lactate threshold? Um, And then what do I need to achieve in this workout to trigger the adaptation for that to happen? And if you go back to some of our older podcasts about that stress strain, have I stressed my body enough in that parameter to then trigger adaptation? So in the peak power example, that might be, have I pushed my peak power a little bit or even got close to it to tell my body that this is what I require from it and therefore start adapting? Same with your VO2 max. If you keep taking your body to that VO2 max condition, it will slow the decline of ages because your body recognizes that you still need it to exist in that state. You know, So that's why these are so critical. A bit of discipline, always reflecting, plan de review, good solid warm up, and hopefully you'll be golden. We'll be talking much much more about this as we enter turbo training season uh, and the athletes that train down here at MapDeck will be using the oximeters using the vo2 masks and really helping you identify what these zones actually are not just what they the data is what the number is but also what they feel like what they're trying to achieve what those numbers are for you specifically really looking forward to it if you found that useful please let me know in the comments below otherwise until next time take it easy